you are about to enjoy in It Takes Three Network podcast. Well, now the bar mitzvah is our greatest export possibility. It's got huge crossover potential. It's an honorary bar mitzvah. It's a chrismaka bar mitzvahka. Welcome back to Let's Talk OC, the OC podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Liz. And I am really excited because we have two guests tonight, and they are my sister, Sam. Hi. And her husband, my brother-in-law, Bobby. Not a big deal. You guys might remember me uh, right in the fictional episode from uh, a few months ago. Not a big deal. He won the contest. We loved it. Your fanfic was so good. Oh, thank you very much. I'm, I'm glad. I, I do it for the peeps, you know. Welcome to the Bronx, bitch. Wasn't rigged. That's right. It was Welcome great. To the Bronx. It wasn't rigged. That's right. We should make that clear. It yeah. was not rigged. But I'm really excited because I've been podcasting for a very long time <laughs> on stupid little projects here and there, and Sam has never been a guest, ever. Is yes, it weird? I have. No, you haven't. And in your dreams, yes, I have. Was she on your Oh dreams? No, Bobby yeah. was a guest. I spoke. And then the file got corrupted. <laughs> well, that's, that's why that episode never went off. Oh, WTF. I know. Or WTF. But you've oh, never... Effort over trivia. outcome. I was definitely on there. <clears throat> okay, well, before we get into this episode, I want to know why you guys chose this episode and why it took you three seasons to come <laughs> be a guest on the podcast. Samantha? Mm. So I had wanted to come on for New Year's Eve season one mm-hmm. because that's my fav- one of my favorite episodes. I'm honestly not sure why we didn't come on for that, but that's my favorite with um, Friendly Quay. Friendly yeah. Quay Dice plays in the end and the confetti and Ryan and Marissa yeah. finally have a moment. Oliver gets out of the picture for like three seconds. That's one of my favorite scenes in the whole series. So I wanted to come on for that. I'm not sure why that didn't happen. Tag out. You know, I'm uh, I'm literally here because Sam's here and, you know, we're married and you sort of do that thing when you get married with people. But I really wanted to come on in season one simply for the soul scene of when Ryan's like, hey, you know what I like about kids from Newport? Nothing. And then he just decks Luke. I want to come on just for that. Welcome to the OC, bitch. bitch. Pretty much just just for that scene. But yeah, that's why I'm here. But I'm game for pretty much any episode because the show just is amazing. Yeah. But why did you choose this episode? (laughs) Is it because it's... Is it because it's Christmaka? Probably Christmaka. And I think because Ryan and Marissa are together and I really love them together and I kind of hate her when she's not with him. Interesting. And just the meaning and the whole ending of the episode and how everything tied together minus Johnny. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's very sweet. Yeah. So... We are discussing season three, episode 10, the Chrismica Bar Mitzvica. If that's not the most fun name to say. That too, the title in and of it itself. It just rolls just right off your fun. tongue. I feel like it's something like Dr. Seuss would eventually have written a book about. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hmm. Original air date was December 15th, 2005, directed by uh, Ian Toynton and written by Josh Schwartz. Ian Toynton was last week too, he right? He was, Yes. In this episode, Johnny finds out that his surgery won't be covered by insurance, so Seth invents a new holiday with hopes that this will help. Hmm. I made a special snack for us this week called Guilty Pleasures because some might say that the OC is a guilty pleasure and Hanukkah, the guilt, the guilt, the guilt, the golden guilt. That's right. 
So I took very thin Oreos, which were very delightful. Oreo thins, yeah. And I covered them in edible gold sugar to make giant guilt. Very cute. I got to be honest, if the whole goal was to create guilt, it absolutely failed because I had about six or seven of them and I feel no remorse whatsoever. (laughs) So I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Uh, It's hard. So every week I try to theme a snack or a drink to go with the episode. Mm. And so with this episode, I'm like, damn, ooh, what am I going to make? They don't really mention much food in this episode. bagels, which they always mention They always. I mean, we would have bagels every week if I went off of that. Mm. So I was Mm. like, Hanukkah, guilt, Oreos. And I chose Oreos because they're your favorite cookie. Oh, thank you. And I know how much you love them. So that was... So sweet. You know, I guilty I, pleasure came. I think a mensch is just a guy, but you're the female version of a mensch. Oh. Foreshadowing hashtag. Oh. <laughs> I think a girl could be a mensch, a mensch. too. I mean, oh. my they typically classify men because that's the Jewish religion. Yes. Everything is a man. Mm-hmm. Right. True. I'm Jewish, I can say that. So yes. you know. But Michelle's definitely a female mensch. Yeah. Exactly. Mensch on a bench. That's like bench. the the elf on the shelf. Wench, wench on, on the, the bench. bench. You're gonna call me a wench on no. the bench? No, nope. oh. I took it. No, I'd be like that. I'm trying to run. Just More shots fired than Johnny's gun. Four shots. Oh. Hashtag what? Oh. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get into this episode. <laughs> episode opens up. We have the core four. They're at the Christmas tree lot, and Summer is very particular on her trees. She's shaking them. She's like, nope. Pine needles are falling off. This one has holes like uh, cheese. <laughs> okay, right now we have Sam and Bobby. They're giving fingers to each other. Does this resonate with you two? Is Sam like this when she picks I have out a, a tree? Personal, just I feel for summer, you have to have the perfect tree. Everyone makes fun of me if you could see the trees that I have had yeah, in the past. If you in my could, if you room, could. it's really a sight. Humongous. Um, it's a Christmas miracle that they fit in my mother's house at right. one point, but it's the whole. Um, just the magic of picking out a Christmas tree. It was weird because I, I don't know if we can mention other shows on here. Sure. But on Glee, first episode, it's bad that I relate to her in this regard. But Leah Michelle? No. Oh. <laughs> Matthew Morrison's wife was talking about how she wanted to have this house and how she wanted to pick out her own Christmas tree and chop it down in the woods. And I'm like, oh, my God, I always wanted to do that. So ever since then, I've pretty much done it. Now, but you feel you have to have the perfect... I don't know. Go ahead. I think exactly what she just said right there, which is all nice, but the reality of it, it's also more like the Griswold Christmas tree and that whole experience. <laughs> it's not going so, in the yard. Yeah. It's not going to fit in the backyard. Well, it's not <laughs> going there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so Summer's being very particular. They are there to pick out the Cohen's tree. Right. And Marissa decides that, you know what? Johnny needs a tree. Shocker. Because she feels bad for Johnny because he's literally a sad sack. Right. And then we... And last episode, we don't really know if Marissa's like talk to Johnny because it's super awkward because he told her he loves her or he's falling in love with her. And she just like left. And she also said, hey, okay, we should take some time apart. Yeah, we should be. And to fill you guys in, she does tell Ryan. Right. Right. At the end of last episode. So Ryan is aware, but Ryan's okay because he trusts Marissa and Ryan actually thinks it's a great idea to bring Johnny a tree. She just, she just, Marissa just keeps pushing. Right, she pushes the envelope. Yeah. I get why she's doing it. Like her heart's bigger than her brain. Yeah. Honestly. And it just gets to be, it works to a point and then it works to a fault. I respect her character, but it's really frustrating to watch. Yeah. I agree. Day in and day out. I agree. And I give Ryan a lot of props for being 17 and having the trust and patience that he has. Because 30 year olds don't exude that kind of patience. (laughs) 40 year olds, I mean, he really, he, He's very mature for his age in that regard. 
Yeah. He has some violent tendencies to work out, but don't we all? Go ahead, Bobby. You're looking at me. <laughs> I was just going to say, I, I mean, I, as as the seasons go along, I've noticed that her her kindness and everything like that has really led on a lot of guys. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm not sure if it's her really big heart and her desire to fill some void in her own life to mm-hmm. try to, you know, help other people that's, you know, creating this. Or if, you know, speaking as guys, guys are kind of stupid if a girl even like says, hello, guys like she wants it. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure if it's the stupidity of of the uh you know of the male um sex or if it's just her being overly nice and leading on all these dudes but her overly nice you know nature is kind of causing a lot of problems throughout the seasons i've noticed definitely i think kind of her mo yeah like to what you said she's trying to heal her dad's Wow, two therapists here, by the way. Sorry, yeah, we should have prefaced it with that. Yeah, we should have. She has this unconscious desire to help and make better because you know the fail of what happened with her father. I mean, this makes a lot of sense. That's why males are play a part important role in her life, trying to repair that initial relationship that's obviously strained permanently, unfortunately. But I think that's what happens there. Sorry, I'm gonna jump in so we can move on. Okay. On a lighter note, while they're in the Christmas tree lot, Seth says that. You know, he lo- he's talking about how much he loves Christmaca. Marissa's like, we know. He's like, you know, I wanted Christmas. I gave myself Christmas. And Summer goes, well, what does every Christian kid want? A bar mitzvah. And Ryan's like, nobody wants that. So <laughs> Liz is Jewish. She had a bat mitzvah. I did. Sam and I grew up in a Christmaca household. Correct. Our mom was Christian. Our dad was Jewish. And... I would say dad was culturally Jewish, but we were not, we didn't go to Hebrew school. We didn't get our bat mitzvah. Right. Right. We did go to temple. Occasionally. For like holidays. I only occasionally went to temple Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, but in our, do you ever look back and think, man, I wish I had a bat mitzvah? It's all right if you do. Yes. Just to have more of an understanding of the religion. Yeah. Like I never look back and was like, wow, I'm sad I didn't get all my commandments. Commandments. (laughs) That's, that's Christian. <laughs> right. No, no, no. But that's my point. I that never looked back and was means. like, I want all of that. Like a yeah. bat mitzvah, I feel yeah. more a little bit connected to. Right. I don't know why. So I, yeah, I think I did. But I wasn't like, oh, I never got that way. No, I know. like, wow, that's a really cool experience to have as a 13 year old. Hmm. Yeah. I don't look back and think that. But then like hmm. for fun to talk about being more culturally, when our cat turned 13, I threw her a Christmaca bat mitzvah it was very adorable. and i made her a tiny yamaclaws and we lifted her up to lion and king all wore the yamaclaws yes mm-hmm. yes multiple times yeah because no, anthony's birthday is in december so and i always jake's bar mitzvah oh no not a jake's bar mitzvah never mind oh, jake yeah. and keno bar you. mitzvahs too yes both my dogs had bar mitzvahs right so right. we force it upon our animals yes okay yes. all right so they do end up picking up a tree for johnny and they go to johnny's house and this Johnny's super mom answers the door and she's like, oh, I don't think this is a good time. She Johnny's knows. not doing Shocker. well. She knows. She knows. And they're all outside and they're holding the tree and they're like, Summer picked it out. And Johnny's like, right. oh. It's like, we're holding this tree. Can we just like get it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, you know, here's the tree. And he's like, oh, thanks, guys. But bad news. My surgery's off. The insurance isn't covering it. Right. He's like walking on it, though. On his knee, which he probably shouldn't be doing. But at this point, he's probably like, eh, whatever, fuck it, because right. I'm not going to have my surgery. Might as well just walk on it. I'm down in the dumps anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why the, while the kids are out picking out the Cohen's tree, Kirsten and Sandy, they're back at the house, and Kirsten's going through all of her 
memories. It's the first Christmas without Caleb, and it's also the last one that the boys are in the house, which I'm like, the boys will come home for Christmas, though. Yeah, you would hope so. Like, they have off. But I get it. A lot is happening, and she's reminiscing, and Sandy's trying to be super positive. He's like, this is going to be the best Christmas ever. Just trust me. And he's like, oh, the air is crisp. Feels like it's 70 degrees out. You made a comment about his hoodie. You're not a fan of his hoodie list? I hate when he wears a hoodie. I love the no hood Berkeley sweatshirt on him. Oh, yeah. Surfer Sandy Surfer Sandy with the slick back wet hair. Mm. But this is like dad, slump, like slumpy, frumpy Sandy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just not my thing. It's okay. But it also shows his realism because every dad has one of those things. Totally. Totally. He always wears, it's either that Berkeley sweatshirt or that blue sweatshirt. He doesn't have any other sweatshirts. It's a very dad thing, very like dad. you said, Bobby. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, my dad has like one sweatshirt. Or he has a million, but he only wears the one. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. from 1987. Yeah. <laughs> so with the news that the insurance isn't going to cover the surgery, of course, they have to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So we see the core four. They're at the diner. And they're like, we need a miracle. And they all look at Summer because the uh-huh. running joke is that Summer saves Chrismica. She saved last year's Chrismica with Lindsay, if you can remember. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. Chrismica brings out some really annoying characters. But yeah. I digress. That is true. We've no had joke. now two Chrismicas in a row helping characters Whiny, we don't love. helpless little does. I'm <laughs> so true. Her, Johnny and Marlon Lindsay are like in the same place. Actually, they they really much they're like parallel, Definitely. except their genders are obviously different. Yeah. yeah. But Seth, he's like, you know, he brings up the bar mitzvah again. He's like, if you guys had your bar mitzvah, we could just pool our money together. And then a light bulb goes dun, off dun, dun. and he looks at Ryan and he's like, I have an idea. And Ryan's like, oh, nope. no, I'm not <laughs> doing this. And Seth gets so inspired and you see it. And he sits up and he's like, wait for it. A Christmaka bar mitzvahka. And Ryan's like, nah, we're not doing it. I'm not, not doing, doing this. It. But Marissa's like, okay, so we'll raise money, like a fundraiser. We'll right. get the money for the Normal surgery. stuff. And Ryan, again, is like, I can't believe you're serious. This can't happen. Summer's laughing. She's yeah. like, this is funny. <laughs> yeah, so Marissa and Ryan are really excited. They go to tell Johnny the news, and he's super depressed. He's watching old surfing videos of when he was in Costa Rica. And what, yeah. like, like he, so he's like 16 at this point or 17. And at that time, maybe it was like, let's say three or four years ago. What, what, like, 12 year old is going to Costa Rica by themselves were out there without their mom <laughs> to go, like, surfing? And how do we know his mom didn't go? I mean, All it's right. still, he obviously right. was good right. from a young age. I mean, don't so. you think he was, I mean, did they say he was 12? Maybe he was like 15? Oh, you said 14? it was a few years oh, ago. Oh, it did. Okay. So I imagine, like, at least two. Right. Plural. Yeah. No, I get you. It's it's young. Yeah. yeah. Super young. But Johnny doesn't want to be a part of any of this. And he's like, I'm not a charity case. Right. And if anyone would understand, it would be it Ryan. It would be you, Ryan. And Ryan's like, oh. So Ryan, of course, is like, he has nothing to say to that. And Ryan and Marissa, they fill Seth and Summer in, which at this point, they're outside by the pool. And Summer is wearing my T-shirt. <laughs> She's literally wearing the, the T-shirt. The Donna Martin graduate shirt. <laughs> I had no idea we had the same. This is a stupid tangent, but I'm going to say it. Uh, I had no idea that she had this shirt. I received this shirt for my birthday mm, two years ago. Uh-huh. And I haven't watched this episode in a very long time <laughs> from uh, my old boss. Because I loved 90210. And so James oh. got me this shirt. Oh, Yeah. And I saw it and I was like, Ooh! 
But that, I mean, I stopped it. I'm pretty sure it's the same. It looked like yeah, it's the same. It's, it's got to be the same. Donna Martin awesome. graduates. But so anyway, so they're discussing the fact that, you know, they feel bad for Johnny. Summer's like, he's like our own little tiny Tim, which is very funny because he kind of is. Yeah, he is. And then we find out how Seth's bar mitzvah, no one came because it was the same day as Luke's, Luke's party, party, 13th birthday party or whatever. And it was um, paintball. Yeah, which is cool. Totally oh, yeah, Luke. That's cool. Yeah. And I also like that we referenced Luke. Same. Yeah. He still yeah. exists. He's just not he there. He still exists. Yeah. But Seth's like, this is my chance to have a redo. So there's like a double reason for this party. Because right. Yeah. Like a, a hidden meaning to yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to almost write that unresolved grievance from the past and everything. Exactly. But the hard part of all of this is Seth and Ryan need to tell Sandy and Kirsten about it. And they need to get their approval because this is really insulting. I I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Sandy, who's like, this he's, is a huge he's part. A Jew. Mm-hmm. And but they have this new son. He could be Jewish too. Not that he wants to be. But I get, it, I get it, I get it. No, no, no. Right. But I mean, they obviously come around, and the way Seth explains it is very funny. He brings up like, "Hey, mom, like your people allowed reindeer and commercialism in holiday movies and Tim Allen movies." He right. says, right. Tim, Allen movies. "Tim Allen," mm-hmm. and he's like, "And I would say that's exploiting." And then he brings up the birth of Christ. It's a big deal. Well, she she does say that. she's like, "Yes, that's." Fitting for Christmas. Yeah. Birth mm-hmm. the birth of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty significant incident. Yeah. Sure. But they say, like, it's for charity. It's for a good cause. And so they jump on board. They get his blessing. And Sandy's like, listen, this will be an honorary bar mitzvah. Right. Right. But they also. That was handled appropriately. Go ahead. But they were also saying, too, like, that they were going to get all the noopsies to join in. And they they were saying they were going to donate to the hospital. And meanwhile, they're going to put it for Johnny's surgery. I mean, anybody out there that's listening, if you're a lawyer, maybe correct me if I'm wrong. But isn't that embezzlement where, like, <laughs> Well, I think know? they were saying there was going to be a party at the club anyway. So they would raise money for the hospital. And then the hospital would fund the fund surgery. The surgery. Like, in their uh, donations. Yeah. All right. Like, right. Johnny the surgery will raise money. When she Makes ran into sense. him. Right. She was like, oh, I'm looking for so-and-so. And he's like, oh, you don't want that. And she said, we're raising money for the hospital in hopes that they'll pay for the surgery. Fair right. enough. Which, honestly, I don't, I mean, whatever. It is what it is. The show's written. But couldn't you go to a different <laughs> surgeon who has your insurance instead of, yeah, I you mean, know, these I mean, are all hey, logistics. valiant effort. Right. But Johnny just like could have, his mom could have. Right. How you, how you can't find a surgeon to do it. I don't know. It's not a cosmetic. It's not cosmetic, not so it's got to be covered. It. No, I, right. mean, we, I hear <laughs> you. It's not Botox. <laughs> totally Botox not covered. Right. No. Should be. Anyway. But so the Coens have Christmas spirit and the kids have the spirit. But you know who doesn't have Christmas spirit? Johnny. Is Johnny. But Julie. And uh, Julie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like. And Julie is in her trailer. She is watching NASCAR. With her thong. Her Ed Hardy shirt. Her, yeah. her red she thong hanging out of that so tush. I know she's decorating it. the tree by herself because she has not told Marissa about this situation. And it's really sad. And Kirsten keeps stopping by, keeps advising she's her. She's worried about her. Yeah. yeah. And Kirsten's also sad, too, because... Yeah everything that's going on but they you know they do get the fundraiser going and she does grab julie out and she's like we're gonna go talk to the hospital like this is all good things like this is what we do we plan events but what julie is going through is that the fact of she was fine with hiding things from marissa in the past and for some reason she can't come forward with this yeah she's too afraid one thing that i want to point out as well that i thought was really sweet of her is i mean 
we're we're all from New York here, and New York is somewhat like California. But the impression I have of Newport, California, is that it's all about appearances and keeping yeah. up with the Joneses. So, you know, Julie is as crappy as she was doing it, as blatantly obvious as it was. I mean, she's sitting in a trailer, packing a lip, watching NASCAR. You know, like I mean, those are all fun things, but they're not Julie things to do. <laughs> but um, you know, but like she she was too ashamed to admit that her life was in hell. And Kirsten, you know, first you know admitted that that she was not really doing so hot and almost made Julie feel more comfortable. So I, I admire that she invited her to kind of, you know, sit in the misery and, mm, you know, just yeah. sit with her not necessarily talk, but just sit there silently and just know that she wasn't alone. So I, I thought that was really cool of her to do. Definitely. Yeah. No, misery absolutely. And Neil, who we get to see a little bit more, who is Summer's dad, he works at the hospital and Julie and Kirsten end up talking to Neil and Neil is the one who actually gets this whole thing going the whole fundraiser. Right. Mm-hmm. Neil, though, he's very depressed as well. Yeah, everyone seems yeah, to he's be very removed. Like the parents. Holiday. It's Julie yeah. and Neil yeah. and Johnny are having a hard time, and Neil is just working constantly. His wife is off centering herself for the new year. Aligning <laughs> her chakras, <laughs> her chakras exactly. <laughs> sure. And all Summer wants to do is just get a tree with her family, and he's like, yeah, just let me know when you want to do it. They end up getting their tree, and we find out a little bit more about Summer. This was a very sad but sweet yeah. moment yeah. together. Yeah, because she's very close with her dad, but we find out when she was 13 that her mother left them because she just didn't like him anymore. That's what they he said. They don't really go into that ever, yeah, which don't. is sad. They kind of leave that alone. I'm sure he was a workaholic, though. I'm sure right. that, that played a role in it. But I, I find it interesting that, that Summer and uh, Seth were, were both going through separate things at the age of 13. They were both sort of in hell in their own in their own way. And as well, you know, I feel like Summer do, uh, decorating the Christmas tree with her dad is almost the same thing that Seth was trying to do with having a, a redo of his bar mitzvah. And they're trying to yeah. uh, sort mm-hmm. of right the wrongs and, yeah. you know, re- have these redos of these, uh, you know, unhappy childhood events. Right. That's right. Very good, Bonnie. Great perspective. That's great. That. Thanks. <laughs> but, uh, you know, even though Marissa is sad and her dad is there to help, it's a good thing that she has Seth because you can even see Seth does show up when she's decorating the tree with her dad. Yeah. And she seems really sad and he's like, is there anything I can do to help? And just by him hugging her, she's like, you've already helped <laughs> so <laughs> much. Yeah. That's so true, so though. True. I know. Right? A presence of someone a is presence. truly a present. Yeah, like a hug, yeah. an embrace. You're like, I'm better already. Yeah. This feels good. Yeah. Uh, so the wheels now are, like we said, are in motion for this party. Neil Roberts, he got it going. We have Sandy. We have Julie. And the thing that needs to be done is Ryan needs to learn a bit of the Torah. So we have Ryan and Seth going through Seth's old things. He pulls out a trunk full of memories. He has like an archery <laughs> award. He has the plaster hot dog, hot dog on yeah. a plate that I feel like every art class did <laughs> yes. in seventh grade. Oh yeah. He has a diorama in there. And diorama's then always, did always, right? And then he pulls out his CD by Rabbi Gutterman that has the Torah that helped train him. Did you have a CD? Like, how did you um, train? My cantor actually sang on cassette. This is how old I am on cassette tape. <laughs> and I would play the cassette tape over and over and over again. I have a very good, great short term memory. So it was very easy for me. Oh. And he actually added on more portions of it because I was doing so well. Don't do that because it's just way too much work. It's <laughs> just too much work. But yeah, it's just. It's interesting. It's a very stressful time in a 13-year-old's life. As so. Seth says, yeah. and Ryan's looking through Seth's 
bar mitzvah album and he's like this is so awkward i can't believe this is you yeah and for and then for ryan to just yeah not know any hebrew not know the language not know anything about it just to start speaking it it is just awkward it's yeah. just awkward i kind of wish we saw ben mckenzie like spit a little yeah. but yeah it's all right chance I, a little I, Torah. I, like I thought there. for some reason we did see that me too but maybe i'm thinking of a different show there's so many shows that have like no, you know, I know things like that. So. Yeah, yeah. But in his memory, you know, uh, trunk box was Seth's bar mitzvah video, which he's like, Ryan, Aww. you're never gonna see this, but we see Seth watching it by himself, and the song "That's What Friends Are For" are playing, and it's really cringy because no one is there. He's got no friends so there sad. except like older people. And the Nana, and we hear Nana's and Nana. voice and Caleb's voice. Like, yeah. hello, hello, shalom. And Seth's sitting at the table, and Kirsten and Sandy go over. And they're like, hey, you want to come dance with us? And he's like, no one came. This sucks. It's it's pretty funny. And the parent, and even Kirsten Sandy are like, more people said more they people were coming. Yeah. yeah. And it like it's literally horrible. it literally reminds me of that episode of Friends where yes. with, the, with the prom yes. where Ross yes. is just like yes. <laughs> I just keep Go thinking about there. that the whole Go time. Downstairs and see Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And is it is it weird that they sort of look alike? That that you know, <laughs> in, Seth and Ross. Seth, Ross well, Seth and Ross are both these like shorter, not so buff, you know, dark haired, you know, nerdy kind of guys, and they're and they're dating total smoke shows. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a parallel. These tall smoke shows. Yeah. So I just find that interesting. Sam, you look skeptical. He's just not seeing the full series. I know. Of so I, I wasn't going to gonna say anything. Oh, no, I'm totally blowing smoke oh, yeah. out your toes. Ross gets super buff towards the end. Super buff. And tan in one episode. He's like very an 11. So tan. So incredibly tan. I'm an eight. I'm very I'm light sorry, tea. You very don't light know what tea. I'm talking about. I have very strong feelings about Ross. So maybe we should just move yeah, on. Yeah, we should definitely move on. All right, all right. So let's move on. One day I will have a friend's podcast. Oh, yeah. oh boy. <laughs> that would be so fun. Very um, Marissa has to get Johnny on board with this because now we're really in motion here. Ryan's learning the Torah and Johnny still hasn't agreed to this whole situation. She meets with him a couple of times. The first time she goes to his house, he's a dick. Yeah, he's Did you think he was a dick or am I just... He's very depressed. You're depressed, you're irritable, you're defensive, you're out of touch with what you really think you want and he's just being depressed. Right, I'll take back. He's trying to work out himself. He's coming and Marissa just keeps getting involved. She's pushing her agenda yeah. on him. I'm sorry, but she has a habit of doing that throughout the series. She's pushing agendas. And oh. I get it. Her heart is in the right place. In the but right place. Yeah. Girl, focus on yourself. But we yeah. see when she is there, she doesn't stay long. Uh, his phone rings and he goes don't outside don't and she's like, like, whatever. This is private. This is private. <laughs> I will leave. The second time yeah. she sees him on the pier outside the diner. She's waiting for Ryan for dinner. And something sketchy. We see an exchange of money. And so she follows him on to the beach. But he's still standing out there. It's I not know. like the exchange was done and he's like, all right. No, he like went like, down to the he beach. He was standing there. And so she's like, you know, what's going on? Are you okay? And he's like, I'm fine. He's like, but you know what? Just you make me, like, you give me hope. Yeah. And then she's like, we're going to get through this together. And like typical Marissa. Yeah, and she's like putting oh. her hand on his shoulder. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, they like, hug. Hey, oh. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. And he Not goes really. to kiss her and she moves her cheek. And then yeah. she's always so on that line. It's like, let me take it all so far and then pull back. Well, girl, what do you expect? This guy told you he has oh. feelings for you. And then you fall him to a dark beach and we're going to get I through know. this. And, and watching oh, this, okay. I'm so team Marissa second time around. Right. On this podcast. Yeah, we I are. love Marissa. 
But there's a tiny, tiny, tiny part of me deep down that's like, Marissa, you know what you're doing. But I truly don't think that she does. But a part of me is like, oh, you just would think she would adopt a learning curve after all this. Like Like Oliver or is she that naive? Right. I think she is. I truly think she is. Yeah, I do. I really think because I just like, why would she put herself in this position? And of course, as Ryan has awful timing, he was supposed to meet her at the diner. Timing. He sees her. Impeccable timing. Impeccable timing. timing. Right. But it's it's not good because he sees this whole situation and then he decides I'm not doing this. Yeah. Not only that, but can can we just talk about how like that scene and just the the camera angle and Ryan standing the way he does? He totally that's totally like a camera angle and scene that would be in like the show Gotham. Like that was so yeah, you know Gotham ish and everything. Like this well, dark this when dark he night walked overlooking in his suit to John into Johnny's house. I was like, this literally looks like Gotham because he's like dressed because he's a cop. Yes. I was like, this I looks the like same he's so old. I had the yeah. same exact thought, right down to like the sort of crooked tie. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. But yeah, it's just Dark Crusader just watching everything. Yeah. And you know, in, in a way, almost he always was like he always he was always watching Marissa and like looking over her, and he always was like there if anything were to, you know, happen in a way. So yeah. I don't know. That's why I think yeah. I like that he's, he's always somehow there because she he, needs protection. She needs protection. She, he oh, is that yeah. role that they fit like Hand and glove in that regard. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I don't know. I love it. He's just, I don't know. He's a badass. Yeah, but he, he does call off that he's not doing this anymore. And of course, Sandy is like, it's time for the good old Sandy, Sandy Cohen, Cohen speech, talk. uplifting speech. And he says, like, listen, this you have to be an adult. I know things are up, but Johnny needs this more than you can explain to us what's going on. And you have to do this. If there's any time for an adult moment. Right. Like, just do the right thing. Right. It's like, all right, I got to do the right thing. And he says, Ryan Atwood, you're a mensch. You're a mensch. And after tonight. I'll tell you what that means. <laughs> so funny. I love it. So good. So Marissa, she shows up to Ryan's before the event. Ryan's getting ready. Marissa looks gorgeous in gorgeous. her black yeah. dress. And mm. I love this scene because she says, you know, uh, how's everything going? We were supposed to have dinner last night. And yeah. then he's like, I was reading the Torah. And she's like, well, that's an excuse I never heard. And then she's like, because <laughs> if you would have shown up, you would have saw something that wasn't actually happening. Right. And I do enjoy this about them because they are pretty open with each other. Yeah, she's like, you would have saw something that, you know, looked like something else. And he's like, yeah, actually, I did. <laughs> yeah. And then they come clean. And then he says, what is with you? Why do you feel the need to help these kinds of guys? Because they're her father. And she's like, oh, like Sorry. you? Troubled guys that are actually really nice. Yeah, that turn out to be good guys. And she's like, I don't have feelings for Johnny. I'm just worried about him. She's right. almost like she's almost like the kind of person that goes to a pet shelter and, you know, takes care of all the pets. But she decides to adopt one of them, a.k.a. dating Ryan. But right, everyone right, else is yeah. like the pets that she doesn't take home. Yeah. But feels mm-hmm. need to, like, take care of, I suppose. Yeah. But she's so worried about her other pet, Johnny. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> she's like, I don't know if he's dealing drugs. And Ryan's like, no, he's not. Like, that's not his name. She's like, I'm just worried. She's like, can you go talk to him? So he goes and talks. Yeah, this is where she- he shows up in the suit. And yeah. he will not take no for an answer. Johnny's in the Aww. shower. And he's like, Johnny comes out. And he's like, you listen, you got to come with me. It's going to be fun. And like Johnny keeps trying to make excuses. Right. And Ryan says, it's not about you anymore. It's about me. It's my night. Yeah. 
And while Johnny was in the shower, we shouldn't miss this part, yeah. Ryan goes snooping, and he's trying to find something in his room. He doesn't uh, find he anything. He doesn't find anything, luckily. After Johnny agrees to coming to the party, we see Johnny get a gun, and oh. that's what he's been hiding. Did you guys remember this? Yes. When I saw it, yeah. then, yeah, I did. But I also thought that, he honestly, had pills, but I remember yeah, the same. gun. I was like, it could be drugs, could be, right. gun, it could be any of it. Yeah, I was, I was thinking, you know, some sort of like opioid, opioid. like oxycodone right. or something yeah. like right. that. And then when I saw the gun, I, I you know, I guess being the field I'm in, I'm like, oh my god, is he is he going to rob someone to try to get more oxycodone, or is he potentially suicidal right, because his right. identity has suicidal. been lost? Right, right. Yeah, he's exactly lost his identity. Yeah. So it's the night of the party, and Julie finally gets the guts to go over to tell Marissa what's going on. So she shows up to Summer's house, and Neil answers, and Neil's like, "What are you doing here?" And she's like, "I'm looking for Marissa." He's like, "Marissa already left." Come in for a drink. <laughs> and so they have a drink with each other by the pool. And they're talking about how they do these things to protect their kids. She comes clean that, oh, her house isn't actually being renovated. She lives in Trailer Park. Yeah. And he comes clean like, oh, I'm probably getting my second divorce. Yep. And so they both agree, like, maybe we should just keep our kids in the safe zone for now. Yeah. Because it's just better for them. I don't know how I feel about this. I feel like she should just tell Marissa. Yeah, I mean, obviously, eventually it's going to come out. Right, it always comes out in the <laughs> Marissa's wash. like, Mom, when can I move back? Not that she right. really would want to. But at the same yeah. time, you almost have to give it up for, for Julie because this is the first person outside of her, one of her most trusted confidants, Kirsten, that she admitted to. And not for nothing, but seeing the way she looked in that episode is just a total, you know, smoke show, you know, rocket, the mm -hmm. way that she was yes. looking. She she's and sees that he is maybe potentially another romantic and just to admit this and bring her own stock down and everything. I give her a lot of That's credit true. for that. You know, the truth will set you free, my children. <laughs> <laughs> but she does invite Neil to the party. Yeah. Which I is like huge because like we've seen this whole episode, Neil is just not in any kind of holiday spirit. No. So we get to the party. We have a. Big picture of Ryan in his baseball uniform from when he was a kid. Which, how did they Everyone get? Signs. Maybe Ryan had a picture and they blew it up. Yeah, they probably blew they, it up. They make quick moves. Yeah, and everybody's signing it and there's a photographer and they're all taking family photos. It's and cute. it's, it's very, very cute. cute and it's setting the mood. And Ryan says to Marissa, like, hey, don't leave Johnny out of your sight. Don't let Johnny out of your sight. Which, why did we assign her? Right. Always her. Who else are we going to assign? <laughs> Perhaps... Summer, no, I guess she's not. I don't know. She's I feel not like that he, involved. Maybe Ryan is right, an adult, <laughs> someone besides hey Sandy, a very vulnerable character who puts herself in very right sketchy and then situations. Afterwards, she makes Ryan go after him. Right, not makes him. He decides to, but it's like this is fucking Ryan's party. Right. Well, that's the thing. Like they're doing this for Johnny. They get Johnny there. Marissa loses involved. track of Johnny, and so he takes off. And so Ryan's like, I will go after him. But that's like, that's what Ryan would I do. It. I get it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Ryan is the shepherd. Like he is that's the one that right. always herds everyone, is always protecting everyone, is always keeping everyone in line. So like who else but Ryan? Yeah. And it would, but it makes things very awkward because at the same time, Sandy's on stage. He's about to announce. He's announcing him. Ryan. <laughs> Seth stalls by saying like, oh, hey, he forgot his glasses. Him and Sandy are singing dreidel. No one knows the song. Nobody cares. No one cares. I'm surprised all the people haven't left by the time Ryan got back. Yeah. Uh, so what we find that happens is Ryan is following Johnny, and we see Johnny pull into a mini mart. 
Ryan's at a light and we see that yeah. Johnny reaches in, you know, into his back and we see him pull out his gun and Ryan it's sees this. Back, back of his pants. Yeah, yeah. Like he right. right. He's adjusting it. Right. And we have this really tense scene. Uh Silent Night is playing in the convenience store. <laughs> And Johnny's like lurking behind the aisles because, like, obviously Johnny doesn't want to do this. No, it's no. not the type of kid and he to didn't do this. Think it through either, really? Though, no. Plus, he knows that he's going to get money from this event. Right, like, so, but he's not accepting at this point. Yeah, yeah, you know. And the convenience owner, the convenience store owner, is like, "Hey, we're closing up," and so he's starting to get weary the of him. Also, has a gun. He knows. Yeah, and like you brought up a good point. Like, of course, this guy's going to have a gun. Yeah, you're. You're. You're the manager of a convenience store, uh, of, of a mini mart in the sketchy part of town right. at 10 o'clock You're at night. You're not in Newport. You're not packing something? Are you kidding me? Yeah, right. Like, right. of course Come he's going to have it. And so Johnny goes to grab his gun and Ryan walks in. Yeah, I think. But, I mean, he could have got in the crossfires of some yeah. too. And Johnny has, like, he's legit white. tears like, in his eyes. Ryan, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll just get a pack of Marlboros and a lotto ticket. I'm feeling lucky tonight. I love that. The best. Love mm, that so smooth. much. And he grabs Johnny and he's like, listen, he's like, I do know what it's like to be like you. You got to let the rich people help you. Yeah. It's right. okay. Swallow your pride. It's okay. And so right. Johnny and Ryan, they go back to the party. Ryan arrives. We have uh, Seth still stalling. Then we have Coop and Summer on stage singing Christmas carols. Oh, yeah, this yeah. is a little mm. better, though, because better, at least the crowd slightly. What do you do, though? Well, can I, can I just jump back for one yeah. second, realizing now? So I didn't realize that the song Silent Night was playing. But when you think about it, how eerie is that 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 song was playing? Because Johnny was going in there to rob that place. And this this, you know, store owner, he clearly would have shot Johnny. He had, yeah. he had the ups on Johnny and it would have been the ultimate silent night for Johnny because he would have been dead. Oh, yes. So that's kind of oh, spooky. No. Look. Yeah. OK. <laughs> um, yes. Good point. Definitely. Very yeah. good point. So I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. I have, we didn't get to see Ryan read any of the Torah, but he makes a really sweet speech. Talks about what a mitzvah is mm. he tells Sandy like I think I was figuring out what a mensch was. Yeah, yeah. And it, it teared me up. Yeah, it was sweet. It very was very sweet. sweet. And Johnny's like smiling at him. Yeah. And Sandy and Kirsten I'm still, are obviously happy. I don't know. I feel like I'm like being a Betty, but I'm still just like you don't not that you don't deserve it. You deserve to be happy, but I'm just not happy with Johnny at this point. Mm. Like I'm watching I'm just like mm, people went to a lot of efforts for you and you're just still it's just not clear. Well, I think now he's accepting because we get towards we get to the last, you know, scene and Marissa goes up to Johnny she's like friends. We have that's what friends are for is playing. Yeah, <laughs> this like is shoving Seth's, friendship down your throat. I know, but this is yeah. Seth's ultimate song. Seth let, Summer's like I owe you this dance. Yeah. Yes, that was very oh, sweet. So, so, cute. Cute. so cute. They have like the typical we have the core for it plus Johnny which you didn't like that Johnny was in it, no. but they hug each other and sway. Not into it. It's it's but then all the parents join. Right, the parents sweet. all about that just the Johnny thing. He's like a Lindsay. I think he's just like uh, the new flavor of the season well, yeah we have to have new characters in I so there's a lot of complexities between the core four among the core four and i feel like they all needed that like julie needed to yes, be with everybody needed a group everybody hug. needed a group hug everybody yeah, needed right. to be with their kids yes, absolutely it's the <laughs> yeah, because summer was so happy the fact that neil was Her there she's like was there. come dance and then freaking julie she's like i come in peace to yeah, ryan right. between Brian right. and marissa and like they, it's just so it's, it's good to see 
It is. After three seasons. Yes. It everybody was, really was brought to together. That yeah. was the real Chris yeah. miracle. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And on so many levels, you know, through uh, through the song, the good times, the bad times, that's what friends are for. <laughs> it showed itself in so many different ways, like Kirsten coming to Julie's aid or, you know, Julie bringing Dr. Roberts out or the way Sandy sort of pumped up Kirsten to get involved with this thing because she really needed something mm-hmm. to focus her attention on and feel good about. And obviously what everybody was doing, trying to do for Johnny and all that stuff. So it, it was just, again, it was the metaphors in that song were, were fantastic. Those, like, messages. <laughs> and the other thing I wanted to throw out in thinking about, so... I'm not I'm not Jewish, but um, I do know that there are certain things that make someone a mensch or make somebody a man. And I only know that because, uh, oddly enough, I remember like a, a Hey Arnold episode where, where Harold, <laughs> Harold was becoming a man. And at, at the end of the episode, Arnold was trying to demonstrate to Harold that he became a man in you know such and such a way throughout the day. And I'm wondering for anybody that you know knows more about this than I do, did Ryan complete? I mean, did um. Did yeah? Did Ryan complete all of the things that would make somebody a man? Like any more subliminal things throughout the show that Ryan sort of checked off the box for this, that, and the other? I, I'm wondering if anybody out there, if you have any more information on that, I would be curious to know if there's any sublimation with that. So mm-hmm. if anyone wants to get back to us, I'd be very curious to find out. Well, I definitely think he's a mensch for sure. Mm-hmm. A man, I, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He's responsible. He shows good citizenship towards others. Right, he owns he's charitable. He's he owns. He swallows his pride. So there's humility yeah, in I that. I think he's a man. I, I think, think there's so a lot. And I think he's a huge mensch. Absolutely. Yes. He's got More a huge mensch. More than Seth. Seth's selfish. It's very. <laughs> he's got that only child thing going on. Yeah. yeah. Big time. Yeah. He's selfless. Yes. He's yes, selfless. he is. He is. He's the most selfless. Mm. Mm. All right. Dude, so we're going to take a break and we're okay. going to come back with our segments. Yay. And we're back. We're going to start with how we always start with some tea. I love when we do this with new people because they're like, what are you doing? It's tea time. Hey, ladies and Bobby. Oh. And by the way, this is from our girl at Letitia underscore Dominique. She brings us our trivia every week. She's our trivia master. Correspondent. Correspondent. Queen. All of it. She's all the stuff. Hey, ladies and Bobby. I just have to say I love Let's Talk OC After Dark. The name reminds me of Big Brother After Dark. So if you guys are OG listeners and you didn't keep the episode on at the end. You missed out. Liz and I went back on air very shortly and said, like, hey, we're going to talk some spoiler talk because I'm literally dying over some certain things. So if you're into that, stay tuned. I used to be obsessed with Big Brother After Dark. Live feeds me too. Michelle is obsessed, obsessed. with anything Big Brother. <laughs> Here is my trivia this episode. It has a rating of 7.8 on IMDb and a 9.2 on TV.com. Oh, that's high. Mm. This episode marks only the third time we've seen Summer's dad. Neil Roberts once in both season one and two. I've thought long and hard about this, and I finally finished, and I've included my top five and my bottom five. Yes. Some of my list contains season four characters. I've also had a few questions for Sam and her husband. Okay. 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 So Tish's top five characters of the series. One, Ryan. Two, Sandy. Three, Summer. Four, Taylor. Season four. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number five. Caitlin. Caitlin. I had, a feeling, four. I had a feeling she was going to say that. And her pony with alopecia. But. Honor- <laughs> uh-huh. Honorable mention to Sadie. Okay. Okay. All right. Bottom five. Bullet, Frank, 
Volchuk, <laughs> and she goes, don't get me wrong, though. He has had his moments where he could be in my top five, Volchuk. Really? What? Tish, when I told this to Aunt, he probably was Aunt like, was yes. like, my girl. And then she continues with Trey and Johnny. Yeah. We agree that. Questions for Sam and Bobby. Okay. Okay. Number one, what drew you into the show other than Mitch? Uh, Mitch just going, watch the show, watch yeah, the show, watch the show. Pretty much. Michelle was cheerleading the show for solid two years. And two I wa- years. Yeah, you watched it and then you watched it again, right, with Aunt? Well, yeah, but I mean, like, I started when it was on with Amy. Yeah, I used to watch with Amy in, like, your room. And one of the parties we had, you were upstairs watching the finale. The finale. And I was like, I'm just getting like, drunk. Down She's like, I'm not over. coming down. I have to watch it. So I'm like, all right, I'm getting drunk. Um... So Michelle really spearheaded it, and then I watched it with my with John, with my, yeah, my ex and John, Liz, and me, and, and, Tim. and Tim, a friend of ours, and we just watched it every week, and it was oh God intoxicating. It's yeah. a wonderful show. So it's a good escape. You feel like it's a warm hug every yeah, episode. Because we're in California, and Phantom Planet is a great opening uh, band for the series, whatever. Um, and it just gives you like another world to get into, and it's very easy to to do that. Yeah, Bobby. So. Um. Well, so at the time, Sam and I weren't married, and being that she's uh, Michelle's sister, it was sort of a trickle down effect, and <laughs> we were looking for a new show to watch. And Sam, I had seen it. Well, fine. We were looking for something to watch, uh, and Sam was like, "We should watch." And I was like, "Oh, I don't know." But I usually complain a lot. I'll, I'll do something, but I complain along the way. And I usually yep. end up liking yep. it. It's just sort of my way of, you know, time. coping. But <laughs> I, I most of the time end up liking it. I'll do it anyway. But so we ended up watching it. And I just kind of really, uh, I mean, I was hooked after the first episode. Um, I, ident- I guess I identified a lot with, like, you know, the protective factors of Ryan and sort of how the way he looks after Marissa or feels like protective about Marissa. I just had like a lot of, I guess, transference with that between uh, Sam and I. And plus it's just, it feels so warm. You feel like you're part of the family yes. and it just, it, it created a sense of wholesomeness. So I was hooked right away. Oh, so glad. I love that. Uh, who's your one true pair? OTP. OTP. Mm. Oh, damn. Yeah, you can go. I'll, I'll spearhead this one. My one true pair ha- absolutely has to be Captain Oates and Princess Sparkle. Oh. <laughs> like, come on. Are you serious? Not one fight in the entire series. How can you argue this? Really, though? Okay. I thought you were going to say Sandy and Kirsten. I know. Me too. On, on a real note, definitely Sandy and Kirsten. But overall, you, the statistics don't lie. They didn't have one fight. You, you can't argue with that. That's true. Tim, you get oh. any thoughts over there? I mean, I want to say um, Marissa and Ryan only because I just love them. But well, why can't you say that? That's because I also feel that Sandy and Kirsten had such a great dynamic. They went through a lot. They endured a lot. They're such a power couple. They, yeah, I think I have to go with them. Okay. okay. Interesting. Great thing. answer. So yeah. here. Who's your not one true pair? The couple who everyone loves, but you don't. I love this question. It's a little controversial. It is controversial. Well played, girl. Well played. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. It could be a spoiler, too, if you think about it. 
It could be. Oh, yeah. Okay, you want to yeah. let's talk about that and after hours. Yeah, because yeah, cause <laughs> yeah. my runner up then, if I'm not going to say that, is probably Ryan and Lindsay. People like them. They yeah. Well, <laughs> people maybe didn't like them. Okay, I hated them. It's no, funny. I hated them. Too. Well, yeah, we, but when we put it out there, the people talked and they had choice words for, for and, Lindsay. And the thing is, funny. some people liked him with Lindsay over Marissa. Yeah. Okay. Well. There's very passionate. There's the right way, and there's that way. (laughs) Definitely, definitely didn't like. uh, Definitely didn't like. um, uh, (laughs) You so much. All right, I'm gonna move on. You think about it, okay? And then her last question for you guys is: What's your favorite season? One. Okay, it's hard to go. Without anything, with what anything but one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, gosh. I think that's an everybody's just pretty good. I don't know. I just love one. There's so much character development, mm-hmm. and yeah. the yeah. first Christmas is my favorite. New Year's Eve, oh, that scene. I just want to throw glitter around New Year's <laughs> Eve and just watch them kiss. But then there's fucking Oliver. I can't stand him. I, but looking oh, back, I really him. like such Oliver. Such a D-bag. You yeah. worked him into your fanfic, though. So I know I, I dig is he's such a good character to, to <laughs> yeah. use. I so don't borderline. like him, though. I can't stand him. Are we going him. into top five and low five at some point? Not yet. We, we will. Right. We will. We will. All right. I just want to make sure. Okay. So thank you, Tish. We're going to move on yeah, to good job, Tish. Good job. Well done. Alicia at AAW3115. Hi, ladies. Happy recording night. The Chrismica Bar Mitzvica, not a bad episode, but not my favorite Chrismica one. Uh-huh. Agreed. Okay. It doesn't seem to be focused as much on the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. As the other, so I found myself forgetting it was a holiday episode at times. Yeah, you definitely True. do. Maybe it's not because I'm, maybe it's because I'm not a Johnny fan and the episode is based around him. Yeah. I hear you, Very girl. Very heavy on Johnny. Very. I do think there were a lot of funny moments and sweet ones in this episode. I love the cute exchange between Ryan and Marissa right at the beginning when they core forest tree hunting. Mm-hmm. When Summer drags Marissa off to look for a tree and she looks at Ryan and they have a very sweet kiss. Gave me the feels. Mm. I also liked when they are at the diner trying to come up with ideas to help Johnny and they all look at Summer because you know this is her thing. Yeah. She saves Chrismica. <laughs> I also really liked how we learned more about Summer's story in this episode and what happened to her family and her mom. It was nice to have to have her have that character. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. My MVP this week is definitely Ryan. He is just awesome in this episode, giving into Seth's crazy idea of the bar mitzvah, helping a guy who is in love with his girlfriend, all while trying to do his best to not embarrass Sandy and himself. Definitely. I just mm-hmm. think he is so level-headed and just really trying to do the right thing. Shittiest is for sure Johnny. Truth. Did he really think holding up a gas station was going to solve his problems? Preach. Yes, for the moment. My questions for this week are, at this point, why do you think Marissa is having a hard time of letting go of Johnny? Do you think there are feelings there, or does she feel responsible for his accent or something else? I feel like she's... I have to keep thinking she's a teenager. Like, me at 30... Yeah, yeah, I probably drop your ass because like you're way too much high maintenance for me at this point, and like uh. you have feelings for me, and I'm in a relationship, and like hard, but 17, it's like he has nobody else, and she, she just, I guess she just can't let that go. Like she just does. She's worried about him. I feel like, and I said this when we were recording. I mean, when we were watching and recording our commentary, but Sam, I feel like you do this sometimes where you feel the need. Where you have to just keep these people in your life to like check up on them and like you don't need to do that. 
I mean, I get, no, I understand. I know Sam does that, but yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck people. But I just, like, how do you explain it? You don't like, you don't have feelings for these people. No. Like, and I don't think Marissa has feelings for Johnny. It's like I don't think like it's feelings of love. I think for her, I really think it's unresolved issues with dad. So my, whatever. So <laughs> won't go there. I think she has Not issues with, right. Oh, Yeah. I think so. I Whatever. guess, yeah. So I think she has uni- unidentified. Oh my god. Um unresolved issues regarding her dad leaving and she probably feels on some levels relating to Johnny like she's felt hopeless, she's felt mm-hmm. abandoned, she's felt by herself, doesn't want others to feel that way. Yeah. I also feel like there's this I wanted to help my dad thing on an unconscious level. I won't no, really I agree get into that. that, but I think that that's there because that does happen a lot when somebody has an unresolved issue with either mm-hmm. of their parents. They feel the need to seek out help to help others because they want that relationship repaired and solved. Mm-hmm. Um, for myself, no, you don't have to. Really oh. But I said, okay. it reminded me because sometimes <laughs> you will, you always will go the extra mile to help someone. Because I would like, want that for, like, I would never want on her level. I can really, I don't want someone to feel like you don't have anyone or you don't yeah. feel. That somebody's looking out for you. But like, dude, it works for a point and then it works to a fault. Like yeah. she's bending over backwards for this guy. You're meeting him at the dark ends of a beach. Mm-hmm. You don't know what he's got in his pocket. Like she's just putting herself Whoa. in very vulnerable situations sure. with Oliver and him. And Oliver. and he's told her numerous times, like he has feelings I have for feelings her. I mean, for he, you. right. Because she's like, there's a vibe. They talked after yeah, they right. her. Like, there's a vibe yeah. here. Okay, if you know there's a vibe there. Then right. You need and to like back you off. said, you're 17. So she probably has this. She's not fully developed in her thinking she's not fully she's not really forward thinking she's just like i really want to help this guy but and you know Mm. what he also says like yeah there is a vibe i like you but you still keep wanting to hang out with me you still hang out with me so i don't see the problem here right right it's like she's enabling it to happen yes exactly yeah okay but she doesn't know any better right right a second question if you were ryan at what point do you finally start to get annoyed with your girlfriends (laughs) hang up with this guy bobby (laughs) i'm already annoyed (laughs) Um, I would have been annoyed a long time ago, yeah, personally. Truth. Uh, like I said, I, I relate to a lot to Ryan. I mean, we, we grew up differently, he and I, but we definitely have some of the same personality qualities and instincts, I feel like. So, so a lot, so, you know, I guess I relate a lot to Ryan in that. And like when he's, you know, when they're trying to depict what he's feeling, I'm like, man, I feel that on, on, on a real level. So yeah, I would have been, I would have been annoyed a long time ago, but a lot like a lot like um, you know Marissa trying to chill Ryan out. Sam definitely would have tried to chill me out and keep a more open mind and try to open up my heart a bit. So I would have, much like Ryan, sort of been gritting my teeth. But I, I probably would have, you know, yeah, done similarly to what Ryan yeah. did. Hopefully, I'd be that awesome. But mm. I don't know. Mm. Well, thank you for your questions. We're gonna move on to at Muse Chick, our girl Vic. She goes, "That's what friends are for." I remember that was one of my graduation songs when I was little. Yeah. Welcome, mm-hmm. Sam and Bobby. I heard your fans. I hate when Sandy mentions how great the weather is in California. <laughs> I liked this episode. I thought it was great how we saw how everyone is doing. I'm glad that Julie is finally deciding to tell Marissa the truth. Well, she decided. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It was nice to get a little backstory from Seth's bar mitzvah and why Summer didn't go, but it is sad to know what Summer went through when she was 13. Mm. I understand Ryan and how he feels. It's not necessarily jealousy, but Johnny's always there because Marissa is always there for Johnny. Yeah, it's frustrating. Yep. Yeah. I'm glad Ryan understood at the end that he does just need to help, even though Johnny really annoys me mm-hmm. and what an idiot trying to rob a store. <laughs> I'm glad Ryan stopped him and convinced him to let him help him. 
I'm so glad Kirsten got to throw another event. She seemed so bummed out. It was their last Christmica in the house. Yeah. Mm. Questions. What do you think Johnny was doing before we found out he had a gun? I thought he was buying pills because he kept saying his knee hurt. So what do you think? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also Definitely. thought pills because his knee hurt and he clearly wasn't having good luck with a doctor. So yeah, oftentimes you turn to like, the street like for a steroid with that helping work? your like, knee yeah. pain. So I thought oxys, roxys, some kind of narcotic. Yeah, very, very much the same for me. Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, would you have decided to not celebrate anymore if you were Ryan? It's for charity, but Johnny's a charity. Right. So. right. <laughs> There's whole, that Ooh. whole thing. Uh, Sam and Bobby, I was wondering if you can tell us what your top and bottom five would be. Floor is yours. Yes. Okay. So oh, you have a list? I do have a list. <gasps> they this did homework. Very exciting. They top did top, five, top five. Ryan, Sandy, Kirsten, Summer, Seth. And you don't <laughs> sound confused. confident She's in your confused. top five. <laughs> because I have, <laughs> I have an asterisk to put Julie because she okay. really, yeah. her character development comes in really strong. You can get a bonus. That's yeah, good. I'm going to give her a bonus. Um, Bottom five, Volchuk, <laughs> Oliver, Johnny, Caleb, and Lindsay. Wow. wow. I just, yeah. <laughs> Johnny and Lindsay are on the same page. Volchuk and Oliver are on the same page. Mm. Why Caleb? Caleb, I just don't like how he treats Kirsten. Right. Yeah. He puts her through a lot of unnecessary stress, and he does some shady behavior. But what, before he died, though... He tried to make it right. He did try to make it right, <laughs> and then he died. Just though. <laughs> uh, exactly. And then Kirsten was left with all of this, un, you know, yeah. all this grief yeah. and second questioning. And he was, yeah. 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 So. Good okay. picks. Good yeah. picks. Bobby? Uh, so for me, that would probably have to be Ryan, Kirsten, Sandy, Luke, and Anna. Nice. Anna. We oh, had nice. a listener, Michael. Anna was on his list, which I yeah, love. She's great. John had Luke on his list as well. Yeah, John loves Absolutely. Luke. Yeah. Uh, your bottom five? Well, and I, I also want to say Julie is definitely somebody thrown into the mix. Um, no spoiler alerts, but I love how her character developed mm-hmm. as the seasons yes. went along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, uh, aside from her, you know, really developing and blossoming into who she was i also admire her just because she is like the ultimate opportunist you know she's 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 a survivor she's a hunter you know she came from uh pole dancing to pour some sugar on me and and doing pornos (laughs) and stuff like that to make it into the noopsy society and then when she's down she finds a way to get back up and get in there so i just love that she's such a, a fighter and a survivor even if some of the way she does it is immoral i almost you know i admire her ability to see opportunities and seize them yeah so aside from her character development in a good way i also admire that about her so i'll throw her in the mix and then as a novelty top five, someone that doesn't really qualify, but I love anyway, the bullet. <laughs> I mean, after well, you're always thriving after, with the split. After, That's a character who comes in four. Totally fine. Totally right. fine. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, the bullet, yeah. I mean, like after we watched it, I, I tried to get Sam to call me the bullet and it just it didn't stick. <laughs> it because like I'd it walk didn't stick. I'd, it wasn't like, even adhesive, it was never gonna stick. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely like Teflon, but I'd walk yeah. in the house and be like, bang, and yeah. she was just, she would just roll her eyes, and I was like, yeah. ah, it's not going anywhere, but it'd be, I, I thought it'd be cool to be called the bullet. So, yeah, he's not a legit top five, but I love the okay. bullet. Okay, that's right. <laughs> a blue ribbon. Have it. Who's sure. in your bottom five? 
Uh, well, I'd certainly like to start off with Volchuk. I'm going to throw that one out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely want to fight him. Um, <laughs> another person I definitely want to fight, Trey. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, oh. for so many reasons. Shoot, I'm going to have to throw him on my top he five. My bottom, you, yeah. my bottom boom. Yeah. My bottom boom. <laughs> Absolutely despise him. Yeah. Um, I Oliver, yeah. Oh, my God. Oliver, I I will fight you, Oliver. <laughs> like, oh, I hate you. But uh-huh. that's how I know you're a great character because you really just get under right. my skin because right. you're yeah. just a little jerk. D-bag. A little jerk. Um, so what mm. am I up to? Three right there? Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. Who else do I not like? Um, the entire water polo team and how they turned on Luke. That's so <laughs> shitty. Turning on bags. him like that. They're just total, total douche nuggets. Yeah. You know, they're doucheroos. I do not like them for that. I thought that was really crappy to do. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I'll probably also have to throw Caleb in there just because he is so immoral. He is a complete narcissistic sociopath. Yeah. He uses people and then he throws them away when he's done with them. And people are just objects to him. He has no feelings or emotions at all. And mm-hmm. I just do not like him. Good list. Awesome. Good list, guys. Yeah, I'm glad you did your homework. Great list. Thank Thanks. you. Uh, we're going to move on. Hey, ladies. Ray here from Daily Fizzing Wisby. Hello, Ray. Hi, Ray. Hi, Ray. Hi, I've Ray. been listening to your podcast for about six months now. Mm. Always livens up my daily commute to work, so thank you oh. for that. Though, sadly, I have finally caught up. What am I going to do now? Tough. I hope you both enjoyed the Christmaka Bar Mitzvah holiday episode. Being an OG watcher, my first question is for you, Michelle. Knowing where Johnny's storyline goes without spoilers, how do you feel about him? <laughs> oh. Good luck explaining yourself. <laughs> yeah. Without spoilers. Maybe, but later on you can talk about. Yeah. How, okay, but how do I feel about him right now? I just think he's a sad sack. And yeah. I, but I understand why he's sad. Yeah. And I legitimately do feel bad for him because Chili has not been in two episodes. Yeah. Casey cheated on him with Volchuk and the girl he's in love with will not get out of his face. And not to mention that the girl's boyfriend is like the most amazing guy who has had his back so many times now. Right. So legitimately answer it, but I don't know. We get it. Yeah. Can I I say something to that too? Um, As you're saying this, I'm thinking Marissa's just overly nice to this guy, which probably is just further conflicting his feelings. Yeah. And also that's the only like ounce of pity I will give Johnny. Other than he did have a major accident, which sucks. But also yeah. when Marissa went to the new school, mm-hmm. she had no one and he was the first person. Mm-hmm. Well, Casey was. Casey. Well, no, both of them, right? Casey and Johnny. Together, yeah. So I guess like you have that special connection with someone who actually reached out to yeah. you. Yeah. Just to defend a little bit. Yeah. Question for you both is you think Johnny and Marissa would be a good couple? Oh. <gasps> I mean, right now where he's at, or like, I guess in general, post? no, I don't think so. <gasps> They're like the same person. They would, I think they'd fail. I really think she would just get bored with Johnny after a while because Johnny's Johnny's a nice guy, he's a low key surfer dude, but he's not problematic enough for her. Right. And she needs, she needs a challenge. And she needs like she doesn't know how to thrive. With they're that. too similar. They're both right. too nice. They're too like right. Yeah. 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 And she needs someone. That's she needs more to be like, stimulated. Exactly. Someone more like rugged and. Testosterone fueled like Ryan, mm-hmm. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she goes, Are you frustrated with Marissa and feel bad for Ryan given how she clearly has a crush on Johnny? I don't think she has a crush, on Johnny. She's a crush on Johnny. But 200% am I feeling bad for Ryan because yeah. there's ultimate, this is so frustrating. It's to like watch the same. That. 
frustration with Oliver. It's the yes. same exact plot. Really. There's a lot no, I know, of and they do say that. There's show. a lot of like repeat storylines. Storylines. Yeah. Um, but like, in a different way, though. Like, yeah. I don't feel bored with it. No, no, no. I don't either. I'm just frustrated. Like I. Was I mean, it's last not like time. Dawson's Creek where it was like on again, off again <laughs> with Joey and Dawson. It was like, come on, pick one. You know, or then yeah. whatever. So I don't get bored with that. I also think it is really honest of what goes on in adolescence you have feelings for a guy or a girl you exercise those feelings out and then three months six months later there's another person it's a flavor of a week it's typical yeah. of adolescence if you can think back to that time it's that's true we've been all oh, kind of been there but johnny's yeah, more so johnny's more genuine about it and and he's more legitimately confused whereas i feel like oliver is someone who's more of a predator well, he's a oh, he's, oh yeah. so different he's, he had an agenda yeah he's, yeah he's someone that has you know definitely in my in my opinion has has a borderline personality and he's somebody that is an absolute manipulator he is you know he he's someone who's a predator and he just he knows exactly what he's doing so i guess that's the difference like you know him. He's he's a true villain. Whereas Johnny, I think, is sort of confused and caught up in the crossfire that is Marissa's. You know, mixed. You know, intentions and just mm-hmm. her own unresolved yeah. things from mm-hmm. the past. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, my favorite quote this episode was Julie. I told you, Gus, I'm not going to your Christmas party, even if you are deep frying a ham. <laughs> she says, "I love Julie this season. She's hilarious." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your OG watcher from Toronto, Canada, Ray. Yay! What up? Thank you, Ray. We're gonna move on now to. At Del Vasto, Del underscore Vasto, uh, Michael, as we know him. Hey, hey, happy stream night, and hello to the two new voices this week. Hello. Hello there. Like last week's episode, I found this one sort of blah. Nothing with great, nothing that great happens, which is upsetting because it's a Chris Mika episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. Favorite quote of the episode is when Seth said that every Jewish kid wants Christmas and every Christian kid wants a bar mitzvah. <laughs> I like in this episode that we hear mention of Summer's mom. I wish we got to meet her and learn more about that. Yeah. Shittiest, Johnny, for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. MVP, Seth for coming up with the idea to help out a friend and Ryan for going through with it. Mm-hmm. Question. Who is our Michelle's sister's favorite character as well as her least favorite character, which you just went through? Do you have a, but who's your favorite? Yeah, favorite? Um, is it Ryan? I just love Ben McKenzie. He's <laughs> Same. gorgeous. Same. And I love Ooh. how much he's developed in the series. But I think he's mine, at least currently. Yeah, I consistently really like him. And even yeah. when he's making poor choices or I question his motives and like his heart's in the right mm-hmm. place. But also Kirsten, she really has. Oh, but there's Julie. All right, I'll go with Ryan. I'll go with Ryan. <laughs> and ultimately, least favorite. Uh-huh. Yeah, Volchuk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Ryan. Volchuk. I mean, Ryan. <laughs> Bobby. Bobby. Night made for Michelle. Bobby. Bobby, your that top and least. Uh, one and one. My top. Uh boy, I want to say, I want to say Ryan. It's, it's probably going to be Ryan, but. No, I don't know. Because 
for me, honestly, the other one is Sandy because Sandy is the type of person I definitely aspire to be as I, as I age and everything mm. like that. I want to be that mm. type of father. I want to be that type of person that I'm still cool and I could still surf despite <laughs> being, you know, older and someone who stands up for what they believe in and sort of, you know, sticks to their morals and, you know, develops a great family. So, I, you know, maybe, maybe Sandy because that's someone who I truly aspire to be like, you know, he's someone that has, you know, a, a, a spine made out of iron. Like, you know, mm. he's so, there's so much intelligence integrity with him and mm-hmm. he's he's someone that just you know you feel like even as a looker i feel protected like i feel like sandy has my back like if i were to get arrested or something like that i i'd want to call the fictional yeah. character of sandy <laughs> owen yeah i know true um and honestly the guy says shmia and <laughs> when you're from new york you know shmeeing is is a real thing so yeah. i just love that but yeah i'm as much as i want to say ryan i'm probably honestly gonna have to go with sandy okay. yeah definitely Good choice. Uh, Finally, I've started listening to Cherry Hill Talk. Side note, it's giving me serious FOMO that I wasn't around when this podcast was live. Thank you. (laughs) I've noticed you guys talk about Boy Meets World a lot. So who do you think is more relationship goals, Kiki and Sandy or Corey and Topanga? Mm. Like Corey and Topanga, we we started babies. 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 And then we like... And they have babies. Yeah, yeah, they had definitely had like the hiccup with like the whole skiing lodge. Ski thing. Yeah. Never forget Never. that. Nope. Never forget that, Corey. Nope. But Sandy, but Sandy Rebecca, and Kirsten oh, no. Carter. Oh, that's so hard. Because it's relevant right now, I'm going to have to go with Sandy and Kirsten. Yeah, and plus we're older. Yeah. Yeah. But I love Corey and Topanga. Same. That whole Corey and Angela and Sean were great too. Oh, yeah. Love Angela and Sean. Morgan, even little sister, even though she wasn't dating anyone. He continues with, as always, please keep up the amazing work. So, we're going to, he has a request for us. I know the season three finale is a long way away, but if you guys could possibly have Ingrid watch while you record and watch live like you guys did for an old school (laughs) episode of One Tree Hill. So, here's the thing, guys. Ingie. While she's part of Tree Hill Talk and she loves Winter Hill, she just doesn't have an interest in Gossip Girl or OC anymore. So that's a no. So but that's a we no. love your suggestion. We love your suggestion. Yeah, and you know, Ing just it just wasn't her thing, but she is obviously still a part of Tree Hill Talk, so you can hear her voice over there. Right. All right. Moving on, we have an email. An email. Yes. Uh, so much feedback. So tonight. much feedback. So good. Very much so. Thank you so much. This is from Chris. <laughs> Two quick things. I don't remember exactly, so bear with me, but you guys said something like the kids are getting tired of doing the show or which ones have bad attitudes. Mm. Well, we talked about this. Yeah, like last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, Tate Donovan did an interview on Andy Cohen's show back and basically said all the kids are somewhat awful. Yeah. Yeah. We can, you can YouTube the interview and see that. I remember Misha Barton being a big problem for a lot. Yeah. I mean, they interviewed about that a lot. Yeah. Definitely. Even when we saw her on Dancing with the Stars, I was like, girl, you got a serious attitude adjustment. She's great you're on the hills, though. You, she was on like, Dancing with the Stars? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, she was like... Right, um, but like two right years after ago? that? Yeah, she no, was like, like oh, I like dance with my little thumb. Probably going to do okay. And then she got like... She was the first one eliminated. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I think all it was right. just awkward of her to come back to this yeah. TV No, scene. but on the hills, Michelle and I watched, we thought... I love She her. was very re- more relatable than she ever was in her life. So. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't remember exactly what y'all said, but you guys mentioned the show ending because Josh wanted to make Gossip Girl, right? This is why I've always been bitter. Right. This is why Michelle never wanted to watch But the Gossip thing Girl. is, like, I was just being, I guess, 
just an uneducated asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he said in an interview one time that Fox changed management mm-hmm. during seasons three and four, and that with the new guy in charge, the new guy wasn't thrilled with OC. So for whatever reason, and I believe during season three, the ratings were starting to dip and Josh pretty much knew when they were heading into season four, that it would be the last. Yeah. He said that's why season four was goofy. And if that was going to be the last season, he wanted to have fun. It definitely does that. So that makes mm, sense. Mission accomplished. Uh, and then he says, I hope you find this new information helpful. He said, oh, and please have John on the podcast more. You got it. <laughs> I really enjoyed his intake. I love him and Ant. Oh, me too. Thank you, Chris. Same. I do too. Aunt's pretty great. Yes. Uh, we had a Facebook message. We did from our friend Robert. All he said was, Ryan is the MVP of the entire third season. <laughs> Facts. Along with Julie. <laughs> Facts. Facts. So I, I told him we'd mention it on the podcast because, I mean, I feel that way. I feel that way about the show in general. I mean, I just said before, like, I think Ryan is probably my very favorite character. So he's probably my overall MVP too. Um, I want to. I want Liz to talk a little bit about her bat mitzvah, but okay. Mrs. Boquist on Instagram. Yes, Jess. She said this episode brings back all the feels of my bat mitzvah mm-hmm. with the bar bat mitzvah theme song. That's what friends are for. Mm-hmm. It definitely played at my bat mitzvah and just about every bar bat mitzvah I have ever attended. That in the wing beneath my wings. Wind beneath, wind my, beneath wings. my wings. Even just the theme song of Friends. Like you have your friends come up for the candle. You play the Friends theme song. I mean, don't you don't have to like go into so much, but it's a big, huge blur. What was your theme again? Was it, it was dance? dance? It was. So dance. I have to say, my centerpieces were phenomenal. My mom hired this woman. She got these mannequin legs, and on each mannequin leg were a different dance shoe. So it was a point shoe, a jazz shoe, a tap shoe, whatever shoe, and they were like standing up, and the whole table was themed in that particular dance style. Have to say, it was excellent. <laughs> That all other than that, it's really a huge blur. I know I crushed my Torah portion. Yeah, you did. I was crushed there for that. It, we both were there it. for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but what not to offend the my fellow Jewish people, but <laughs> did it change me as a person? No. <laughs> did I learn anything? <laughs> Absolutely not. I can't tell you one Jewish thing. Really, if you want to ask a Jewish thing, you go to my sister and she kind of like finagles what she thinks is a Jewish That's thing. That's how I feel about Sam. But Sam's I mean, definitely more. We believe more, in the traditions of everything. I wouldn't yeah. say I'm a r- religious person, though. Yeah. Mm. But that's it. But u- ultimately, it was fun. You know, your friends and your family dance and you eat and you sing and you do the horror and it was fun. It was a good time. Channel I hated my Torah. hair and makeup. I will post. We'll post a picture. Yeah, thirteen-year-old Alyssa pretty much looked exactly the same. Yeah, but mm. it was fun. So that's so good. Yeah. All right, let's go into our segments. Let's talk about a little fashion in this episode. We what do you have? have? Much. Okay. But Marissa's uh, side ponytail oh. and the curls with like her sitting by the pool and her jeans rolled up. Yeah. Yeah. She just looked really beachy. Mm-hmm. I like that. I liked Seth's reindeer sweater oh, yeah he did have the reindeer it's like you forget it was chrismica though i know right i know mm. yeah obviously summer's donna martin graduates t-shirt yeah ryan in that like green t-shirt yeah and then he put the leather jacket Ooh. ryan in anything but yeah definitely the leather yeah jacket. i was and no, the pretty suit. thirsty i don't know ass. if you remember sam but <laughs> in season two ryan's hair oh do we remember but- it was yeah, it so great. bad. It was awful. And then he, yeah, he picks you know, it up. And then this season, it's like 
a whole nother. Everyone line. looks Abs- divine. Yeah, everyone looks very good. good. Everyone looks good. I liked Marissa's striped sweater. Yes. That was cute. Yeah. I liked Julie's hair when she was wearing that pale pink shirt with the, the, like, hospital? the silk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's got like the best hair. I know Marissa's got the best hair, but Julie's a very close second. Yeah. I liked Julie's outfit for the party. Oh, her with like, the fur. Yeah. I um, loved I love that whole thing. And I liked Marissa's black dress. I loved Marissa's black dress. I said I liked the silhouette of Summer's dress and I liked her like makeup there, but the colors, I guess it was like Christmassy colors. Yeah. Mm. Not good, but the silhouette of the dress looked very nice on her. I also want to throw my hat in the ring a little bit yeah, on that. Yeah, of course. Please do. Um, I, I, I have to give it up to Summer because, I mean, the outfit is one thing, but she had like bedazzled green heels to go with that. Mm. Like, <laughs> I didn't even know. I mean, not that I pay attention to this sort of stuff, but I didn't you really always like, pay attention to made <laughs> those sort of things. And of course. that's oh, of great course. that she has it. I'm like, go girl. So <laughs> you I just, go girl. I just want to throw that out there. And. I mean, there are only three people in, like, the top three people in history that have worn a leather jacket better than anybody else. I mean, we got to put it out there. The Fonz. We got to say John, Danny Zuko, John Travolta from Greece, and Ryan Ryan Atwood. Atwood. There's only one more person on that Mount Rushmore of leather jacket, (laughs) and I don't know who that is, but I'm wondering if anybody has any suggestions. I want to know who you think the Mount Rushmore of leather jackets is. Like, who's that fourth one? Because the other three, they're pretty secure in there. They definitely, you know. So oh, just, hold on! I'm curious. You're for you're, any lit- you're missing a very important person in the leather jacket. Who? Johnny Castle. Oh man! What about Dylan McKay? Dirty Dancing. <gasps> Dylan McKay for sure. <laughs> Nine hundred two one zero. He's like actually he nine hundred two one zero. He would Luke be. Perry. He was like nine hundred two one zero was like the start of teen dramas. Yeah. So I, I want to. So with that being said, I want to hear what everybody thinks. We got the we got the top three pretty secure, but we have Johnny Castle from Johnny Bravo. Also, that cartoon was. Nah, he just wore a black. Johnny Bravo. Nah, he just wore a black t shirt. Johnny Castle. But Johnny Castle. Jo- Johnny Come on, Patrick Swayze. Well, I want to hear what everybody else thinks. So well, we either I mean. have Johnny Castle, the nine hundred two and zero guy. I'm sorry, I don't remember Dylan his McKay. name. Dylan McKay. Yeah, J- Dylan. Dylan. Dylan McKay. And uh, yeah, him. And if anybody else has any suggestions, like who do you guys think is the fourth person on that Mount, Mount Rushmore? So I'm curious about That's that. That's a good question. That's a great question. Thanks. Uh, how about some quotes? Quotes. Oh, right. A Christmical miracle. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is this thing you have helping these kind of guys? Is the comb where I left it? Please <laughs> a sparkle. You're... <laughs> You're that remodeling your life. It's all about how you slice it. That Aww, song's Jewish. It might as well be. <laughs> you can't have Chris without a little macabre. <laughs> and everyone like crickets in the, in the background. Yeah. Did you see that? Breakthrough moment for us. I don't know, Cooper Scooper. Cooper Scooper. That was so good. <laughs> it's time for the Sandy Cohen uplifting speech. Uh, sing Hebrew, no, you chant, and then we'll have Herkel, the Jewish clown. <laughs> just plan, I don't see any, ho- oh wait, just plan. Hmm. I don't see any holes in that at all, is what Ryan was saying to Johnny, but uh, I don't know what okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, chant a little Torah, dance a little Hora, and then we're golden. <laughs> That's all I have. I also have Jews don't believe in saints, only really good stand-up Comedians. Oh, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clutch. So true. Thumbs up. Uh, Ryan Atwood, you're a mensch. He is Facts. a mensch. 
He is such a munch, capital M. And well, Ryan, Ryan doesn't wear glasses uh, when he's reading right to left. Right he to does. left, <laughs> yeah. That was good. And then the other, and then the other one was when uh, I don't remember the exact quote, but when uh, Doctor Roberts and Julie are talking, and and he was just like, "Well, yeah, your daughter's been living at my house." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. She didn't, oh, I didn't recognize her. And then I like when Seth is in the video. He's like, "This is my funeral, not my bar mitzvah." Yeah. <laughs> Little Seth. Sethala. Sethala. All right, so guys, let's pick our MVPs and shittiest. MVP first. That mine. Yes. Committed. Committed. You guys ready on three, two, one? Okay. Three, two, one. Ryan. Kid Chino. Okay. You chose Ryan too? Yes. Okay. We all chose Ryan. Nice. I think for obvious reasons. Yeah. 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 Anything that you want to state though of why? I just give it up to him for always doing the next right thing, mm-hmm. especially again for a 17 year old. And given his background and where he's come from, he's always really trying to have his heart in the right place. And he has really good delivery. He has really good follow through. He's honest. He has his integrity. I don't, a lot of character traits mm-hmm. you don't get mm-hmm. earlier on in your life. That's so true. I give him a lot of credit, especially in morally, not morally. He's faced a lot of like moral dilemmas and he just always seems to come out on top. Yeah. With his, so with I give his... him a lot of credit. With with his upbringing and being from a broken home, you could eat, you could go one of two ways. You right. either follow in the footsteps and the self fulfilling prophecy that, you know, that is your upbringing and everything, and you become the thing everyone expects you to become. A.K. for Ryan, a quote unquote bad kid, or you could go the have this oppositional effect like Ryan does. And I guess for Ryan, with all of his unfortunate experiences at such a young age, it matured him. So he's seventeen, but emotionally he's you yeah. know probably twenty five, thirty, and mm-hmm. just the way he casually swoops in, he didn't you know go over to Johnny and be like, man, don't do this. He swooped in and just, you know, saved Johnny's pride while also, you know, diffusing the situation and avoiding all this stuff. So, I mean, Ryan pulled double duty. Not only was he doing Johnny this favor of, and and Marissa, I guess, this favor of doing the bar mitzvah and also, I guess, sort of Kirsten inadvertently. But at the same time, he he then saves his life mm-hmm. uh, in, right, in his convenience right. store. Yeah. So And so slick too. Like, oh, I just knew about a pack yeah. of cigarettes. Right. And, and a lot oh, of he does that ticket. shit all the time. Yeah. Like Always. he just like will so say smooth. the right thing. You're like, oh you're so like smooth. a tall glass yeah. of water. And the thing is is like he's not even great with words. No, he's not. No. No. It's not. like a well known thing. Yeah. So, a lottery ticket I'm uh, I'm feeling so lucky. lucky. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so let's do our shittiest three, two, one, Johnny. Marissa. Okay. Please yeah. discuss. Oh, you just. <laughs> um, you're like defensive for Ryan. No, I, 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 I genuinely. I mean, Johnny was being a bit of a crank potty. Was having his pity party. Was totally being the most negative of all Nancys in the entire world. No offense, to any Nancys listening out there. I'm sure you're lovely people. I, uh, I, I, I feel for him though. He's in a deep state of depression. His sense of identity has been taken away from him. You know, he can't afford to. He can't afford to pay for this medical bill, and that probably feels terrible to begin with. And that that people are prioritizing money over his health, and also the fact that you know he may never be able to skate. Uh, I mean, not skate, surf again, and just. I really feel bad for him. And he's the kind of kids never had anything handed to him. I don't mm, believe so. True. He probably yeah. feels so oh, what the f- so uncomfortable point. with <laughs> this. So I just, I feel, I feel horrible with him. And plus he, you know, he, he, I don't think he genuinely wants his help. I feel like he's too ashamed, but Marissa keeps like pulling him in and ramming it down his throat. As you said before, Sam's like, he's so twisted and and sort of convoluted just because like Marissa made him that way. 
I mean, I guess she didn't make him that way, but she was seriously influential in that. And I know her heart's in the right place, but I feel like she sort of created this whole thing. And I, I just, I guess I have to say for me with, you know, Marissa being the shittiest, because then not only is she twisting Johnny, uh, Johnny's head and putting that in a pretzel, she's twisting Ryan's head and doing the exact same thing. So I just, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I got to go with Marissa on that. Okay. Good point, All though. Right. Good point. I mean, I think we should chose Johnny because... Really, I didn't really know who my shittiest was. Same. But I'm like, Johnny, I don't really like the way you're... I get why you're right. acting the way you are. It was kind of like a default shitty. It ultimately shitty. was yeah. the end scene. But not the end scene, but be, the second to last scene where yeah. he does have want to have... Not want to, but yeah. he's going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot or, you right. know, pretend. It came to that. It came and to that's that. sad. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. Really. Um, I think it's that time. It's time for Patron of the Week. It's Patron of the it's Week. It's Patron of the Week. Did you guys like that? <laughs> it reminds me of Andy Bernard with his ringtone in season two of The Office. And he's like, tweet, tweet. <laughs> And he made like all four parts himself. <laughs> like it's it sort Liz, of reminded me of that. It's and I and Aunt remixed it. Oh, know? I no, I love it. I think no. it's awesome. It just Thank reminded we'll me. We'll send of you that. the full version. <laughs> it actually, want, is pretty it's got good. a good. You can get down to it in the car. We don't sing the whole time. I no. want to make it my ringtone, and better yet, I want to see what the music video for that would look like. Oh, <laughs> bonus! We should do Dude, a music video. I have a green screen. We, we could really no, get. Seriously, that'd be freaking. <laughs> let's work. Let's do that. Okay, let's go ahead and make a mental note. Patron of the week this week is a third time patron of the week she's been giving us lots of feedback over on patreon uh patreon patron i always do that patreon patreon yeah they're interchangeable in my brain but it's Teresa. Teresa, yes. hey girl she sent us awesome questions for our you bonus episode and she sends us um trivia and things for gossip girl she also sent us the trailer for this week's gossip girl episode which i'm going to show michelle and she's just always there and so we called her trusty t thank you trusty t we love you she's very trustworthy she's been around for a while so thank you all right let's see you ready i'm excited so guys every week well when ingrid was watching with us and because ingrid was a newbie i would give her a a haiku for next week's episode so Ingrid can make predictions. And then I stopped because, like, Liz has seen the episode before. But also I don't remember, so. But Liz is kind of a newbie, <laughs> and for people listening, this is kind of a teaser of what's to come. So here is the haiku from me to you for season three, episode 11, The Safe Harbor. Enough is enough. We have an operation. Let our friend in. Let our friend. Enough is enough, which is Johnny and Marissa. Enough is enough. We have an operation. We're going to operate on Johnny. Cult. Damn it. (laughs) It's an operation something, Mm -hmm. which Summer is going to be the leader of that because Summer is always getting the shit together. She's the ringleader. Or is it Seth? But Seth's like so super annoying when it comes to that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And what was the last part? Let our friend in. Mm. They want to let Coop back in school, mm. but she can't get back to school. Mm. Mm-hmm. Smurfs is happy being out of harbor. Huh. Sort of. Yeah. Hmm. That's my light predictions because I okay. truly don't know. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Do you I remember? 
I it's don't. been a while since you've watched. Do you remember? Yeah. I think. I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's more relating to Johnny. Mm-hmm. And when we go after hours. Yeah, I don't want to we'll get talk, into I'm going to say more. two words and I think you'll I'll get know. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's more about Johnny and bureaucratic stuff with the hospital. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's coming. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear, I definitely hear Marissa saying all of that. So I'm, I'm with you, Liz. That was my, that was my absolute first thought. But if, if that's cold, as you were saying, Michelle, I could. Well, I mean, sure, it's coming. I just was <laughs> focused. All right. On next week's episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's not Marissa, I, I feel like Ryan, again, would be the next person mm. to, to say that. But instead of Marissa's more high pitch, like, let our friend in. Ryan's like sort of dramatic <laughs> low voice. Let our friend in. Oh. You know, oh. mm-hmm. sort of like that. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Well, good predictions by all. Thanks. Thank you, Sam and Bobby, for yes. finally coming Thank on a you. podcast of mine. Did How, you have how's, fun? How's your podcast experience? Is it interesting? Yeah. Is no, it? Absolutely. Do you feel like it's innate? Like you just like, I'm talking to a mic and it's fine. No? Would you come back? <laughs> absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think now like. having watched it and really been a part of the process, I would want to come on for other episodes where I'm more like, not more, but my, I'm like, oh man, I'm really emotionally charged mm, by it or okay. have a lot of yeah. feelings for different characters and whatnot. Bobby, did you have fun? I had an absolute blast. I mean, yes, I could thank you. I could I talk should. to a wall for five or six hours straight and have <laughs> have, have, have fun. And this it's is facts. way more fun than that. Okay, so good. I had a blast. And, you know, truly, it, it felt good to, you know, to return to, to Newport again. It's been a while since I've been there. And, you know, I uh, I really I really enjoyed it. You know, I, I kind of just want to go to the uh, kind of want to go to the, the crab shack now. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening as always. And thank you to everyone who writes us each week and gives yes, us your feedback you and your, your comments. We so appreciate it. This is what makes it so fun that we mm-hmm. can have this open conversation with you guys. If you'd like to reach out at Let's Talk OC on all the social meets, you can check out our Patreon, ItTakes3Network.com. You can see what we have going on up there. You get the episode a day before it goes up ad-free. We have a Riverdale mini podcast exclusive for our Patreon fam. So until next week, we will see you then. Yay, bye. Okay, guys. Let's talk OC after dark. Let's talk OC. All right, so. <laughs> wow, that transition real quick. Wow. <laughs> well, you know. Let okay. me slip into something no, but a like, bit more comfortable. <laughs> when we were talking about, when Tish brought up, like, who's a couple that you don't like, that yeah. not everybody likes. Mm-hmm. Is yours Taylor and Ryan? Yeah. yeah. I love Taylor I know. Ryan. I knew it was Taylor and Ryan. That's my OTP I on just, the show. I Is can't. it really? What? Your I'm OTP? Star- I'm starting to. No. Oh, no. Sandy and Kirsten Thank OTP, you. But. I'm starting to warm up to Ryan and Marissa when we first watched, not when we first watched, when we started this podcast, I was so against it because I felt like they were bad for each other. But now as it goes on, I like it more. They're very comfortable with each other. They're very open and very honest. So I like it better. But ultimately, I love him with Taylor. And that's only from my first initial watch. So I could not, you know, I could change my mind. At yeah. any time, but I just like if I feel like I, I see Taylor's like this <laughs> annoying little school she girl. Is. But she then I, I, it's like such a, 
um, dichotomy because then I see her in like his fantasy with the 80s music on the oh kitchen and she's just like in those fish she's in that like raunchy outfit and he's just like what the hell did I just say so I see her in both ways she's but I so can't funny see though her. she's great she's her character's terrible. great I think I'm just not over what happened with Marissa and it happens a little quick for me yeah and still not over it I'm not over it I'm not over what happened because they were finally getting on a I good know. place she was getting in a good place and then they just throw another love interest in his story and I feel like it could have been fine without it well mm. no I mean Taylor and a love interest doesn't happen until towards the end oh right? Sadie I mm-hmm. liked Sadie. I like Sadie. Mm-mm. That's Johnny's no. cousin. Mm-hmm. I liked her. And Twilight. Like, yeah. Nikki Reed. Oh, yeah. Nikki Reed. Yeah. Love her, but not. I liked that pairing, but that's because when I first watched it, I really didn't like him and Marissa together. Mm. Yeah. Are, are they actually together when she dies? Taylor and. Ryan? No, no, no. Marissa and Ryan. Are they together? They kind of make amends because he's dropping her off yeah. at, the at the airport. airport. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the finality it's, of it. I have such but also, like, <laughs> oh, watching this bar mitzvah episode, I'm like, holy shit, Marissa and Johnny died. Di- yeah, this is their last Christmas. This is their last. And Hanukkah. Fucking mm. A, man. This is their last so holiday. Yeah. And, and think about looking back on the photos, you know, looking back at the photo <gasps> Yeah, because the photographer actually said, I want to get one of the whole family. And I thought, exactly. oh, man, that's their last family photo. See, like, so this that's is how we're so into <laughs> this is This really upset. That really upset that me. I'm like, because you don't get, you don't always get that last photo. And that, that was the last yeah. real family, full family photo. Absolutely. At least Julie and her had a good holiday. Yeah. The two words I was going to say for next week, free Marissa. Does that ring a bell? Oh, cool. yeah. I forgot all about that. Free Marissa and t-shirts are made. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I really forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, what it's did she do? kind of like do? Donna Martin graduates. It kind <laughs> of is. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Free Marissa. Marissa almost like wishes she was like Ryan's like badass law breaking side. No, it's kind of, oh, I don't, I'm not going to. Okay, yeah. This is like a teaser, but like really that's. Academically. Huh? What? No, it's not academic related. What? Her. Free Marissa. Like let her into the school. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. T shirts are made. We can get t shirts too. Mm. Everything the OC has that. them. They do. That's a good maybe That's a good giveaway. giveaway. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. Um, okay. Does any anybody else have anything they have anything to shout you get and rant? Chest? Are you good? Every time we see Johnny, I just feel like it's the beginning of the end of when he jumps off the yeah, yeah falls off the cliff. I'm like, oh my god! Like when he was at the beach, I'm like, oh no, it's the lowest point of the beach, and then he's at the highest. Right, yeah. and we know that his low and his high. Caitlin. Yeah, Probably. you've seen the series what once through? No, no, two and a half. And you've only seen it once through? Yeah, and I've just seen random episodes. Yeah, here and there two and a half, well. two and a quarter. Man. Yeah, that's um, not enough in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I. 200 percent I agree. I really want Sam and Bobby to watch One Tree Hill. I think they would really be into it. I think I would definitely I think for be a, into it. A very I think for a time you'd be into I it. I think for and the then first you'll fall off five and episodes, then you'll want to watch a little bit more. <laughs> sounds typical of our watching. Yeah. No, but like for I sure. really would love to watch that with you guys. Like I we're just, on Shits Creek right now. I'm very proud. So we're very proud of that. Mm. It only took a year and a day, but you got there. Took a year and a day to finish. Both Sour and Angela oh. love Shit's Creek. They're it's like, really very good. I know. I just haven't like gotten around to it. Yeah, <laughs> my people. Okay, I'm gonna turn this off now since yeah. we're talking about see. Yeah. Oh, wait, I just want to throw yeah, a couple yeah. things in there. Um, one thing that really like stuck with me, and it's something I want to sort of add to like my my book of mantras and things like mm. that is in terms of quotes the part where uh where sandy was talking about swallowing pride and he was like it doesn't always taste good and mm-hmm. that's so mm-hmm. true and it's so mm-hmm. applicable yep. 
So that's something I really want to incorporate to my own, uh, to my own mantras. Um, I also want to like the drug dealer or gun dealer, whatever he was like, he's just like counting the money in public. Yeah. Like, are yeah, you yeah, kidding me? Really? Yeah. Really? And is that how people get guns? I feel, is that really like that kind of shady behavior? I feel like you go to a gun shop. No. Well, you really no if you're trying to get something quick, you're going to do it under but the People really sell guns like that? I feel like it's like the dark market. Oh, well, that's doing the dark it. internet, the dark web, whatever. Oh, that it's is. totally the dark market. But you don't, you don't buy, you don't buy guns under a street light on a pier right, right, on a right. popular well, crowded you know, pier. Newport, you, know. you, you go to someone's house or you go in their car. Or there's right. a drop location. Like it's like, and you don't count the money openly like that. I mean, don't it's count just, your tips in public, you, Cedric. As always says. Exactly. Exactly. You, you might as well just have a billboard above you that says "doing shady shit over right, here." Don't right. look though. So I don't know. I just, I just wanted to point that out. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Um, okay, never mind. Oh, the, I guess like it's weird because when I when I think about Johnny dying and everything like that, the the Pink Floyd song "Wish You Were Here" sort of came to sort of came to uh, came to mind because I almost just like it's it's just like a song that when I hear it, it's almost like you're underwater. Just everything's just slowed down. You're just sort of like looking up at the the sun, and you know I just picture it's like Johnny just wiped out on a wave, and you know that's just sort of him like underwater just you know, kind of just going with the rip curl. And I don't know. I just, I feel like it's like his, like his like swan song or whatever. And when they do know. like this paddle out. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that sad. whole, that like whole that, I feel thing sad for him. You know, I just, I hear that song yeah. throughout all of that. And I don't know. It just, it's like song sad. I associate with Johnny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Very insightful. You too. Yes. It's been a pleasure. Okay. <laughs>